SEJ Summit 2016 is coming to Santa Monica, Chicago, and New York City. With a focus on actionable marketing for SEOs by SEOs, SEJ Summit is a can't miss event. Get $50 off your ticket now by using the code SEJNerd. Learn more at searchenginejournal.com slash SEJ Summit 2016. We're sitting on the most perfect beach in the world. All we can think about is where... Where can I hook up my mom? Digital pen part of work. Yeah, you apparently didn't put one of the new cover sheets on your TPS report. Who should we send it to first? Just a couple of people. The question is, who are they going to send it to? This podcast is brought to you by Search Engine Journal, and you're listening to Marketing Nerds. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Marketing Nerds. My name is Kelsey Jones. I'm the executive editor at Search Engine Journal, and I'm happy to be joined here today by Madeline Sklar. She is a Twitter marketing strategist, and she's also the host of the Twitter Smarter podcast and Twitter chat. Madeline, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you so much for the invite. I love this podcast. I love what you guys do. So it's an honor for me to be here. Awesome. Yeah, we Marketing Nerds is almost two years old. So it's been great to have really cool people on. And I look forward to talking about Twitter with you today. Me too. And I feel like I'm such a marketing nerd. So I think this <laughs> is so up my alley. <laughs> and then you take it a step further and you're also a Twitter nerd. I really, really am. I mean, I'm on Twitter all the time. If I'm not on Twitter on my computer, you will always find me on Twitter on my phone. There's so many pictures taken of me in public at events, and I'm always with my head down on my phone, and people are like, oh, is she texting? No, I'm on Twitter. You're on Twitter. Well, you know what you're doing, so that's good. Thank um, you. So, I, like I said, I want to talk about Twitter, obviously. Um, first question, which you probably get a lot, what made you to dis- – what made you decide to specialize on Twitter? I do get asked this a lot because, you know, so many people like to focus on all social media mm-hmm. or maybe Facebook or LinkedIn or some of the other ones. You really don't hear about people specializing in Twitter. And the reason why I chose to is about three or four years ago, I was asking people, you know, what's your favorite social network? And Nobody said Twitter. I was so surprised. Like, Twitter's always been my favorite. Mm-hmm. And when I would dig further and say, okay, why is Twitter not at least one of your top? And they would say, I don't understand it. I don't get it. It's not fun for me. I can't find people there. You know, like this whole laundry list of things. And I thought, maybe they're just not using it right. Maybe if they saw what I saw, they would love it. So I got on this mission, and that's when I started the hashtag Twitter Smarter. And I just got on this mission to start teaching people how to really use and market themselves on Twitter. And so that was the start of it is like I'm going to just be the one that people can turn to for help. Yeah, I like it. Like you said, you don't see a lot of people specializing. I have met a couple people that specialize in Facebook, but never really Twitter or Instagram or even Snapchat. So it's cool that you're you started the trend. Yeah, and and maybe the reason why there haven't been too many people doing this is because Twitter is simple. I mean, when you really think about it, it's just a place where you type in 140 characters. How hard can that be, right? Yeah. Um, 
But so many people complain that there's so much noise and nobody listening to them. So it's like, while it is, on one hand, while it is a super easy platform, on the other hand, if you're not marketing properly, you aren't going to find any great use for it. So I'm trying to show people, like, if you do this, this, and this, you're going to see massive results. Yeah, I know. It's, it's for something so simple, there's tons of things you can do or do differently in order to see that success. So I think it's good that you're spreading the awareness. Um, you know, another thing I wanted to ask you is what do you think some benefits are uh, for being more active on Twitter versus other platforms um, that a lot of, that are popular with a lot of brands like like Facebook or Instagram? Right. And I love all those platforms. I don't want anybody to think I don't like the, the others. I, I love all social media. I teach all social media. I, I just really like Twitter a little bit better than the others. But um, what I think is the benefit of Twitter over the other platforms is, let's say you want to go connect with a thought leader or maybe a VP at some big company that you want to get connected with and maybe try to get a job at. If you go to their Facebook you're not going to be able to open that door. It's mm -hmm. just not going to work. Because we look at Facebook being more for our friends and family, um, unless somebody is really using it as a, you know, for business on their personal profile. But it, I just find it's harder to connect with people there. And then you look at Instagram and uh, LinkedIn, and those are great platforms too. But it's not as easy to get to the other side of that doorway. Uh, whereas with Twitter, if somebody is actively using it, it is so easy to connect with them. I talk to so many CEOs and thought leaders and people of major influence. And here's an example for my Twitter Smarter podcast. The whole premise of that is to get top social media experts to share their top Twitter tips. And it's a very mm -hmm. short platform podcast. And Everybody I've had on, it started with me just sending them a tweet. And we're talking Pat Flynn, Mari Smith, Mark Schaefer, Kim Garce. These are awesome. some of the top, top people in social media marketing. And it started with a tweet. Had I gone over to their Facebook or their Instagram or LinkedIn, I would most likely not get a response. So I feel like that's one of the big benefits on Twitter. Yeah, and I think a lot more influential people are on Twitter because it doesn't seem like it's much as much of a commitment. I think maybe because of the, you know, the brevity of, you know, the messages and the character limit, it just seems like it's not as hard to get into. So I think that's why a lot of executives or thought leaders run their own profiles because it just seems a little bit easier. Right. And it's just one of those platforms that's so easy to do on the go. You just, you know, mm -hmm. look on your phone and you can real quickly see what people are talking about. You know, with Facebook, a lot of people are frustrated with the fact that we don't get the engagement we used to. We I spend know. all this yeah. time building our platform there and there's nobody listening unless we buy ads. So I think that's another reason why a lot of the thought leaders and people of influence are, are utilizing Twitter more than ever is because they know that when they tweet, people are listening. And that's important. Yeah, I agree. Do you think that Twitter will ever move towards what Facebook did? I mean, I I believe they started optimizing their timeline, you know, based on what they think you're missing out on. Um, are you worried about that at all? 
No, not really. And what Twitter has done, they've done several things this year. So they they did this thing called while you're away. And people yeah, didn't really right. realize that it was there. But basically what they were doing, and I think it was like a test before the big announcement of the algorithm timeline. Um, because, you know, everybody's going to this algorithm timeline and people are so up in arms about it. And they're like, no, no, no. We, you know, they what makes Twitter, yeah. exactly. And what makes Twitter great is the chronological, it's like pure chronological uh, timeline. But what Twitter was experimenting with was this while you're away, and it actually was good. You would be away from Twitter for, say, maybe four or five hours. You come back, and it's showing you the good stuff that you missed. And I thought, wow, this, this could be really good. So when they made the announcement about the algorithm change this year, while everybody got really upset over it, what was really interesting is that a very, very small percent, I think it was like 5%, actually opted out. So it really shows you that people are very quick to judge and, and get vocal about it, but people really weren't that upset. They were using it and were happy with it. And I think they saw that that feature of the while you were away in action and thought, wow, this isn't really bad. Plus, all you had to do is just scroll or refresh and you're right back to the chronological timeline. So it wasn't a major disruption. You know, with Facebook, yeah. it's, it's a major disruption. Yeah. It's a completely different timeline. Whereas with Twitter, you know, you can very quickly with a refresh or swipe down on your phone, put it right back to where it was. And that's big. Yeah. And I, I have found that the, while you're away, the tweets actually are of interest to me. So I think they've done a good job of, you know, picking and choosing what they think that, you know, each user would find interesting. Um, but I do think that, you know, they'll never change the chronological, order of it because that's how, you know, breaking news has broken on Twitter before other outlets even get a chance to cover it. And so I think that that, like you said, the timeliness and the chronological feature is one of Twitter's best features. I totally, totally agree with that. And they even now have at the top, it actually now says while you were away. And I, I really like that. I think this is, this is really good. And, and there's something new they just added. So when you're on, on your phone and you're looking at home and it says at the top while you're away, there's a new little button at the top left and it's just an icon of like a, a, a person with a plus sign. And that's this new feature to finding friends. And they didn't make that very easy before. And now what they're doing is using an algorithm to look at who are the friends you have, who are they following, who are people in your area that the algorithm thinks you should follow, what's popular near you right now. Uh, it's really cool. I really like this. And I think this is a really great way to go connect with more people when you're on, on here on your phone in the home screen. Yeah, it makes it a lot easier because otherwise I just follow people that I happen to meet in person or, you know, come across their website. And so it's a cool way to kind of find more people to follow and interact with. So hopefully, you know, people will start using it because I think, you know, constantly growing that aspect of Twitter is going to help you grow your own profile as well. Exactly. That is so true. And that, that kind of leads me into something else I wanted to be sure to ask you about um, that you probably get asked. You know, I think a lot of people want to start using using Twitter as, you know, a branding tool, either for themselves as a thought leader or maybe, you know, for their company. Um, what are some ways that, that you can start to grow um, your own presence on Twitter to set up that thought leadership? 
And that is such a great question. I do get asked this a lot. And, and I think what's most important, a couple of things. Number one, you have to know your audience. You know, who, who is paying attention to you on Twitter? Or who is it that you want to be your audience? Who's the audience you're seeking? And knowing that will help you curate the right content to be putting on your Twitter stream. If you put really good content, people take notice. That's a great way to brand yourself as a thought leader. So many people say, well, I don't know how to get attention. I post and nobody's listening. And you got to really look at what is it you're posting. And the key factor here, is it consistent? What I discovered many, many years ago in the early days of Twitter is that if I posted consistently, I got great results. If I did what most people did and I just post when I had time here or there and I could go days without posting, I don't see that that real, you know, what I'm really looking for of just getting the right people on board to follow me and having those really good connections and those really good uh, conversations on Twitter. So I made this decision to tweet every day throughout the day. And that's where tools like Hootsuite or Buffer or Tweet Jukebox can come in handy. And by having this presence where if somebody comes to my profile, they're going to see Madeline Sklar a very active power user that she has all these tweets and that's incredibly important. People will follow me and I go read their bio and I'm like, okay, this person sounds really interesting. And I go look at their profile further and I see they haven't tweeted in six days. I'm like, okay, they're not really that active. What are they bringing to the table? Like, why should I follow them back? So it's important to know who that audience is, what the right content is, and then to be putting out really good content every day that attracts people to you. Uh, What I do is I just share great information. I share resources. So people know me as a Twitter marketing strategist. So I make sure every day I go and I seek out articles and information about Twitter, also about social media and share that. I'm like that resource. People know they can come and see lots of good articles and information that will help them because that is my goal. I want to be that resource. So you have to know what it is you want to be. Do you want to be a resource? Um, you know, the knowledge base, what, what exactly are you trying to do? And then make a plan and consistency is like the top has to be at the very, very top of your list is to be consistent. Yeah. I noticed that my followers started really growing when I started doing that. And I use buffer and then for search engine journal, we use buffer as well. I also use drum up, which I don't know if you've heard of. It's pretty new. Um, Uh I think the website for everyone listening is drumup.io and I'm not sponsored by them or anything. I just really like them. And so basically you put in keywords and it shows you suggested content and then you can add it to, you know, Twitter, LinkedIn, um, maybe Facebook, I think Google plus. And so I use the combination of those because you know, when I'm reading, a lot of times it's easy to add to buffer, but then if I need some more ideas, I found that drum up is a good source as well. It really is. I get an email every day from them. I signed up for their service. And so every day I get an email and it shows me really great articles and information about Twitter because that's how I have it set up with the keywords. And it's become really invaluable. I actually look forward to getting that email every morning because it's just good information. You know, it's all about 
curating good content. You know, that's what we were trying to do on Twitter. As a marketer, you want to be a great content curator. So you got to get your information from different sources. Now, if you're a great blogger, you probably have really great articles to put out every day. But not everybody blogs every day. So the next best thing is to go find other people's content. Plus, it's just a good plan anyways to share because it looks good and you want to be sure to tag the source. So if I'm if I'm posting one of uh, Search Engine Journal's articles, I want to be sure to tag the author or the company or somebody yes, so sure. you see that, hey, I'm tweeting you guys. Yeah, and that's something we started doing too with our webinars. So um, at Search Engine Journal, we have twice monthly webinars. They're called Marketing Think Tank. And when we're live tweeting, if the speaker mentions a tool, we make sure to live tweet and you know include the Twitter usernames of the tools that were mentioned, and we've gotten really good engagement with that. You know, of course, you know anyone, whether it's a brand or an influencer, they like to hear that people are talking about them. So uh -huh. you know they're gonna share it, they're gonna retweet it, they'll say thanks. Um, so that's another cool thing that I don't think enough people are doing or thinking about when they're sharing stuff from other people. Not enough people are doing it. And it's one of the things I talk about a lot because people will have a conversation, especially like what you're talking about when you got a webinar going or a Twitter chat going and people will talk about other people. And it really just takes a moment to just go look them up real quick, get their Twitter handle and, and put it in there because they'll get the notification. They may not jump into the live conversation, but they'll know that you mentioned them. And that is so incredibly important. It's a great way to get on the radar with thought leaders and with people of influence that, you know, to see that you're talking about them and they're going to go learn, you know, more about you. They're going to look at your bio and see who you are. And that is one of the best ways to connect with people is just something as simple as that. When I am uncovering great content that I want to share on my Twitter profile, I, I, Try to take extra time to go look up the author. Sometimes it's not easy. Like you'll look at an article and it'll say by so-and-so and it may not have their Twitter handle right there. Sometimes you have to just copy and paste their name, go into Twitter, look yep, them up. Search. If they have an unusual name like Madeline Sklar, it makes it really <laughs> easy to find them. If they don't, uh, you, I've noticed that, you know, if people are smart, they're branding their profile image and you'll see the, the little profile picture on the article and you'll see the profile picture on Twitter and that's super smart. Like for those of you listening that are using different pictures throughout, don't do that. Have one really great profile picture. Use it everywhere because little things like that will make a huge difference. If you have like with, you know, Kelsey Jones is, is a, probably a pretty common name, right? And so yep. I, I see your picture and I fee, if I see the same photo on Twitter that I see uh, on an article that you wrote, it'll be very easy for me to connect the two together and know that I got the right person. Yeah, I'm I'm not the best at that. I think I have the same for like search engine, like most of my articles and then LinkedIn, but I think my Twitter is different. So I, that's definitely something I'm going to put on my to-do list to change it to make it all the same because I agree. I mean, when you see someone's face and it's the same photo over and over, it's kind of that uh -huh. repeat, um, just like with the billboard, you know, like they say that you need to see a billboard several times before you remember the company. It's kind of the same thing 
with people. It is so photo. true. <laughs> it is so true with marketing because old school marketing was back in the old days. It was you mailed out postcards to prospects and or customers to get more business, and they had to see it seven times before they would buy. And so I apply the same thing because you know I've been a digital marketer for twenty years, so I remember old school marketing back in the day. <laughs> and so I apply it today with digital marketing. So I'm um, an example back in the MySpace days. You know, MySpace was you know one of those first social networks we were all on yeah. and I was doing marketing in the music business for many many years and I had my MySpace with a photo a professional photograph that I had taken from a photographer and I used that in all of my marketing on anything that had my name attached it was that one photo and it was such a brilliant move because I would go to conferences and events all over the US people would recognize me the second I walked in the door they would go oh hey you're Madeline Clark we're MySpace friends and that was awesome. a pretty amazing thing. And it was like, okay, branding is super, super important when it comes to social media. So make sure that everything is the same. If you get a new headshot, change your that photo and put it on every social media site you're on, on on your website, anywhere that you know you are promoting and marketing yourself. Little things like that can make a huge difference. Yeah, and even getting those professional photos done. I mean, I. Um, I also have an agency on the side of Search Engine Journal um, that I run called um, MoxieDot. And so I just relaunched my website and I need to do new headshots and photos for that. And so um, I found a good deal on Groupon from a you know well-rated site. And so you can find deals where it's not that expensive to go get some creative shots done and just a nice headshot. Um, sometimes that's a lot more professional than a closely cropped photo of yourself at a party. You know, right. when you're trying to crop out someone that you're standing next to. <laughs> you um, can always tell those, yes, like, no, do not do that because it's so obvious. Yeah, and it's not that expensive. Like like I said, I got a group on that I need to go in in the next couple weeks and get mine done. Um, but there's tons of deals around or, um, you know, local photographers. So that's another good idea when it comes to just kind of looking professional on Twitter. Definitely. And for those listening, if you're like, yeah, that's a great idea, but money's an issue right now, you know, you can always do a trade, you know, offer to, you know, if you find the right photographer or if it's somebody you know, offer your services in exchange and work out a deal so that you can get some really nice headshots. It's so important to have really good photos in your marketing. I just redid mine. I have all new photos, uh, new website, and it has really been uh, great getting the feedback from people. And I feel like I've, you know, up my game a little bit just from doing something as simple as getting new photos. Yeah, I agree. Um, so another thing that I wanted to ask you about kind of switching gears a little bit is we just found out Twitter isn't going to count the photos or media that you share in tweets in the character count. Um, do you think that that's something that you know, influencers and brands can use to their advantage? Absolutely. This is, you know, big news. Um, Twitter has not confirmed it yet, but uh, it, it sounds like this is going to happen in the next few weeks. So, you know, right now, 
you know, people are tweeting and they're trying to put an image in, but sometimes we can't because we run out of character space. And it's incredibly frustrating. I'm mm-hmm. sure you know, you run into that yeah. situation and it's like, what do I do? Do I shorten this or do I, you know, go without the photo? And visualization is so important in social media. You've got to do the, the, you know, there's all these studies that show like such a big percent increase in engagement just by having a photo. So I think this is going to be great news for all marketers across the board because now you won't have that restriction. It'll be much easier to, you know, get a photo up there and not have to worry about cutting into the character space. So I'm really excited. And same thing with the links, you know, sometimes you'll post a link and it's just, it it all adds up to too much space. So I think this is a big win for marketers. I think uh, we're all going to really enjoy that. I I got in right at zero. Like there's always that like, oh, I did it. I got an image. I got the headline, got the, the, you know, everything. And now it's like, I think we're actually going to have some leftover character space and that'll be nice because there are still plenty of people that like to do the old school way of retweeting so they can put their comment into the tweet. And so um, even though we have the quote tweet, but a lot of people still like to do the RT ad and this will give them a little bit more space. Yeah, sometimes it depends on what platform I'm using. If I'm using mobile, I definitely do the quote tweet. Um, sometimes if I'm just on, you know, the desktop browser version, sometimes I'll, I'll like, I like, and I'm sharing something, I like the extra character space to add a comment. Um, but the quote tweet makes it easier too. And that, I think that's something a lot of people probably don't utilize enough. Um, another thing too with images that I like so much about Buffer is that you know, when you're sharing a tweet in Buffer and you put in the URL, it'll autom- automatically pull in those images into the preview window and you can select one to add on to your tweet. And so I've been trying to do that a lot more lately because I have found that uh, sharing images with your tweets, I do get a little bit more interaction. Absolutely. So I just think it's smart to really uh, focus on getting at least one image. You can have up to four, uh, but to try to get at least one image into as many tweets as possible, because you will definitely see a boost in engagement. And, you know, the best thing to do is check your analytics periodically. You know, we have analytics on Twitter. I, I, I notice a lot of people tell me they don't realize it's there, but when you're on a browser and you're in the pull down menu, uh, you will see analytics there. It used to be buried in the Twitter ads platform and it's not anymore. So you can click on analytics and it will actually, one of the things it'll show you each month is it'll show your best tweet with media and media is with an image. So for instance, I was on HootChat last week, which is Hoots Chat, uh, I mean, uh, HootSuite's uh, Twitter chat. And I, it was so funny. It was right after my Twitter Smarter Chat. And I just happened to look over on my phone uh, and saw in the trending that my Twitter Smarter Chat was still trending, even though it had ended an hour prior. And oh, HootChat awesome. has started trending. So it showed us next to each other. So I did a quick, I don't know how I did this. I was the guest on the chat, gazillion <laughs> tweets. Yet I real quickly on my phone uh, did a screenshot of this, edited out you know the time, the time at the top of you know my whole little AT and T and the time and all that <laughs> iPhone stuff, and real quickly went into a, a tool I like called Sketch where I can do the quick arrow and a little bit of text. And I put Match Made in Heaven. And Hootsuite retweeted this, and it's showing me that this is my top media tweet for the month with thirty-five thousand impressions. Oh my gosh! So 
looking back, like while I was doing it, I'm like, am I crazy? What am I doing? I'm the guest right now. But it only took about a minute I mean, because I'm fast. But I'm glad I did this because this turned out to be something that got a lot of attention. So it was a plus. Yeah, uh, Images cool. are important. Yeah. Images are important. Yeah, exa- exactly. Good example. Um, to kind of wrap everything up, you know, and go off of what we we're just talking about and how images can help grow your engagement, especially when you get noticed by brands like Hootsuite. Is there anything else, you know, me or the listeners at home could do to continue to grow our Twitter followership and grow that engagement? You know, one of my favorite things are Twitter chats because with Twitter chats, you're connecting with like-minded people uh, and it's, you know, revolving around topics that are important to you. And just by getting on and engaging, you will connect with so many new people and that leads to other things. You know, uh, sometimes you'll get on a chat and you meet new people and you'll notice an hour after the chat's over, you're still tweeting with them. Uh, that's so common because Twitter chats are just such, it's basically a community within Twitter. So you have to just go find these communities. So with me, I, I love social media and there are tons of Twitter chats that have something to do with social media. So I go and I seek them out. A lot of word of mouth uh, I find is a great way to learn about other chats. You can just go and Google Twitter chats and find listings, uh, directory listings, but Mm -hmm. just about everything out there now, there's some, somebody started a Twitter chat. I started one for, uh, the music business five years ago that is still going strong. Like, you know, all this time later, every week, uh, that people get together and talk, you know, it's mostly musicians and people in the music business talking about music and how it can help them. And so people, I watch how people make great, build great relationships from these connections. So, you know, before social media, you made connections by going out in person, you know, the IRL in real life, right? (laughs) And so with the internet, you know, just by going like on Twitter or even on Facebook and LinkedIn, you know, there's LinkedIn groups, there's Facebook groups, those are very popular. I feel like Twitter chats are a lot like those groups, but in real time. And that's what makes it really cool. And most chats are weekly. So like if you want to learn more about Twitter, and I'm not trying to plug mine, but I'm just using it as an example. If you come over to my Twitter Smarter chat, just the hashtag Twitter Smarter, you're going to come and meet other people that are wanting to learn about uh, Twitter and also people that feel like they're experts and they'll come on and share. I always have a guest and chats are different. Some people have guests, some people don't. But with mine, I have a guest each week. But I also say it's all about the leader and the host. Like what are, what are the ground rules? And I say, hey, if you have stuff to share, you want to share your two cents, by all means, come on. And so really it's like this big community. Somebody's even referred to it as a university. Like it's a place mm-hmm. where you can go and learn for free. It's so cool. So that is my tip with that. I think that is a great way to to grow Twitter by uh, going to Twitter chats and also just listening in general. Uh on Twitter, just get on Twitter and listen because people just get on there and just push out their stuff and wonder why nobody follows and why nobody's listening. You can't just go out there and push. You got to listen and connect with people. Yep. I agree. Yeah. I, I always get into more better conversations when I'm actually replying to what's going on instead of just sharing my own stuff over and over. 
Right. So it's just making a plan, knowing who the audience is and coming up with a plan that works and it's okay to tweak it. You uh, stay educated, read articles, learn as much as you can and just stay on track with that. Consistency is incredibly important. I like it. Good tips. Well, thanks for coming on Marketing Nerds. I feel like I've learned a lot. Awesome. Well, thanks, Kelsey, for having me. I'm just thrilled to be here and uh, uh, hope everybody that's listening will take all this stuff that we talk, talked about today and go take action because, you know, unless you take action, you know, none of this stuff really does you any good. So I would love for people to take action and send me a tweet and let me know how it's working out. Just tweet me at Madeline Sklar and tell me what you think about all these things you're learning. Yes, awesome. Well, until next time, this is Kelsey Jones with Search Engine Journal and Madeline Scar. Thank you. Thanks. This Marketing Nerds podcast has been brought to you by Search Engine Journal. For more news, interviews, and how-to guides from marketing experts from around the world, visit us at searchenginejournal.com.